0: Glad you're listening to Holy Healthy Mama. Make sure you like it, okay? Please! Welcome to the Holy Healthy Mama podcast. I'm Kristen Noriega, your host, a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and fellow Christian mom. I provide moms with practical, uncomplicated solutions so you can feed yourself and your family with confidence and lean into an active lifestyle. I'm on a mission to make health the standard, and I believe it starts in the family with mom at the core. So whether you're filled with holy guacamole, the Holy Spirit, or have no idea what either of those are, I've got you covered, friend. Thanks for listening. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to Holy Healthy Mama. Today we have an interview with Brittany Pearson, and we will be diving into exercise as a mom as a woman, as a child of God, and how to keep all of those in line. So I'm super stinking excited about this because I haven't really talked much about exercise on this podcast, even though I wholeheartedly believe that it is essential to be well and whole. You need exercise. So I can't wait for you to listen. Also, if you haven't heard, there is a group nutrition program for you. It's called The Tribe to Restore Intentional Balanced Eating. So this tribe is for the woman who's tired of feeling uncomfortable in her body, who's tired of fighting with food, struggling through meals, struggling to feed her family and herself nutritiously, trying to make it all work, and getting nowhere. So this tribe is for you. And if you're interested, head to kristinorieganutrition.com slash tribe. Now, on to the interview. We've got Brittany. I'm going to jump straight into her bio, and then she will take it away. Here we go. Brittany is a Catholic wife to an amazing, hardworking man and a stay-at-home mom to two young sons. She has worked for years as a personal trainer and group fitness instructor to women in all stages of life and fitness. What Brittany is insanely passionate about is helping women fit exercise and eating well into their lives seamlessly, according to their current season of life so that they can live their vocations to the fullest. With a background in education and a master's in theology, Brittany strives to teach other women how to become the healthiest version of themselves in order to better serve God and others. So thank you for being here, Brittany. I can't wait to hear what you have to say to us.
1: <laughs> awesome, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat. We have a lot of similarities.
0: <laughs> I know. And let's see, how did we even connect?
1: I actually found your podcast, I think, first, and I was binging all your episodes, and then I um, started following you on social media and stuff as well and saw that we were in some of the same groups already, but, you know, you're you're searching the Holy Fitness Podcast, and you find each other, I think.
0: Yeah, right. Well, that's awesome. I'm flattered that you listen, (laughs) so thanks (laughs) for saying that. Um, Is there anything that your bio left out? Anything else you wanted to add? I think you covered it really well. Yeah. I basically
1: was in the gym scene for a while. I, I actually met my husband there, which is funny. I went to a very religious college where it's like, she'll probably come back with a husband. And I did not. And ended up meeting my husband at the gym. <laughs> he is a wonderful only man. And yeah, then we, so both of us do it as really a side part to our current vocations and lifestyles. He, he still trains a little bit on the side. I have tried to now work with women in this way and like to do it in the online space because it fits our lives better. And here we are just trying to help people exercise and, you know, like I said, live healthier lives, but in the order that we think is most important of, you know, God, family, everything else at this stage in life, we're not 25 anymore spending hours at the gym. Actually, we were not doing that at 25, <laughs> but at like 20, you know, <laughs> spending hours at the gym just for fun. So
0: here we are. Okay. Tell us the story of like how you guys met. Were you like giving each other googly, googly eyes across the gym while you're like doing some bicep curls or were you on the Stairmaster? It was
1: so funny. I don't even know why I brought that up. It's funny. I was not planning on that. Um, no, we we actually were both working as trainers and I was also a group fitness instructor. I was just kind of doing whatever, you know, all the things I was my primary job I was teaching middle school full time and i would that was already my side job so i go to the gym after and i like worked front desk i did group fitness i did personal trained so cuz i just you know again be there between clients you have all this time i guess when you're not married and don't have kids <laughs> so we um he actually came he's like this tall, muscly guy walks into my class to take my core class. And I'm just like, what? I would seen, <laughs> seen him a couple times around the gym, but then that was how he broke the ice was he brought um, someone who's still one of our good friends now and was at our wedding and everything, made this girl come with him to the class with me so that he could break the ice.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. also used to teach a, some group fitness classes, and I used to get so intimidated when the big guys from the gym would come in, and I'd be like, "Oh gosh, I don't know if I'm worthy
1: <laughs> and usually like dragged by a spouse or girlfriend or something, you're like, "Oh, that's
0: there. <laughs> right I, I totally get it, right That's funny, okay, so let's switch into our uh, well, thank you for sharing your love story. <laughs> let's oh, switch it's into always a pleasure. <laughs> Right. Let's switch here. The first topic we're going to cover is approaching health in the way that God wants you to. So you've had tons of podcast episodes about this, and you really heavily rely on your spirituality and faith in God. It's the center of everything that you do, it seems. So Can you tell me more about this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm glad that that is what comes across because that is it's hard i and I'm, I'm sure you've encountered this with nutrition and everything like that too of making sure that it comes across that your priorities are the way you want them to be like i would never put my physical health over you know my soul and my spiritual health because at the end of the day our bodies are not what's coming with us so i think for that is what i try to keep in line and then convey to others that that's that's the line of everything the point to me is to use our physical bodies and take care of them because yes, God gave them to us and everything, but they're a, they're more a vehicle, not something to just like perfect and look at. So through nutrition and through exercise, it's not so you can sit there. So, but God, I do think has a lot to say about our physical health at the same point. You know, I think that there's a danger to just completely shunning, taking care of yourself because it's like, well, the bodies aren't coming with us, you know, we'll return to dust. So whatever, just, it's just more about, you know, making sure our spiritual lives are in order and helping other people. But I think God actually does say a lot about our taking care of ourselves and everything that we know about God through scripture and tradition and everything is he's a God of order. He, there's so many points in the Bible saying, you know, be an orderly person and in Proverbs and this and that saying, you know, the person that Turns the prophet will be blessed, and I'm gonna butcher a lot of quotes. <laughs> I kind of paraphrasing some scriptures for us, but um, there's you know, God is never saying, like, oh, kill yourself and break your back for everybody else, and do not worry about yourself and don't take care of yourself and whatnot. So, I, I think that the way that God wants us to look at it is in an orderly way, just kind of it's something that we were to do, something that we manage, something we manage well, um, that it's in the proper order again, that we're. Not putting ourselves and our physical bodies like making idols out of our bodies. Um, I also think if we follow a lot of his cues in the Bible and tradition, that we would just naturally be healthier. I think that we look for a lot of ways like how can we make, how can we do this, how can we fit this in. Well, if you look, like there are times to fast, there are times to feast, and I don't mean literally, you know, fasting for hours or literally going 40 days without food because <laughs> I've never done that. I'll raise my hand and say that, but. I think that, again, there's times to be moderate because, you know, there's people in the world that don't have food and we don't need all this excess every day and every night. And there's, but then, you know, there are times to enjoy ourselves at weddings and celebrations and stuff and, you know, treating our bodies with respect, like at the end of the day, but in its proper place that our body is not going to come with us, but we should really treat it well while we have it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate how you referred to scripture there kind of loosely because that's how I do it too. <laughs> I'm not one who can quote exact words. Maybe that's because we're both Catholic. Ha <laughs> ha.
1: Yes. And I love when people can, I, I listen to and like, yes, in Proverbs three, I'm like, Oh, I gotta, I am going to start putting up like flashcards.
0: <laughs> right. No, I mean, what you said is, um, pretty encouraging for those of us who either want to start prioritizing our exercise and or those of us who already do and feel like we have to constantly justify it because sometimes it does feel selfish it does seem like well i could either go on a 20 minute run or i could you know, read my kids another book and really work to grow them for this 20 minutes. Or heck, maybe I should go make some muffins, something like that. You know, there's always decisions to be made. And when you do choose your own health, it can feel very difficult. And there can be some guilt with that. So I, I like how you said that. Um, what about Like, how does discipline and exercise carry over into your spirituality? So does it go back the other way?
1: Yeah, I think that there are so many interrelated things. I also, side note, I'm a nerd about people books, like how people work. And yeah, I don't know, psychology books, I guess, but more in like behaviors and things like that. So I'll I'll dab on a couple different areas and it's like, this is not... Uh, like, um, I can't even think of, like Gretchen Rubin studies people's habits, those kinds of things like habits and whatnot. And I just think that discipline really begets discipline. It's really rare that I think you find someone who is super disciplined in one area and their other parts of their lives are a mess. So I think that it's just a combination of, like, I think they both feed into each other. If you can get yourself to have the discipline to get yourself to church on Sunday, then you probably also have the discipline to get yourself out the door to run when you don't want to. Like, I think it, it works all the ways, both of the ways in other areas of life too. I think that what you learn from denying yourself and telling yourself either no or yes, depending on the situation carries over into both. I think that we are such emotional creatures. I mean, you can't separate this. We're physical, we're spiritual, we're emotional, Guess what? What do I feel first? I feel the emotions first. So I don't know where anybody else is, but it's like, oh, I don't feel like going. I'm saying run a lot. I don't even do a lot of cardio. Okay, I don't feel like waking up to do my strength workout. Say, okay, well, if I wait to do it when I feel like it, I'll probably do it once a week. And same thing with prayer. If I don't always feel like praying, and like you said, we have a lot of like options of things to do. I think all the time. So that's the temptation to think like something else is more pressing of oh well, i have to do this for this party i have to bring cookies so the kids are napping but i can either spend 20 minutes doing my own silent prayer time or i can do this and both can seem like a good and it gets really muddy so i think that again that's where the proper order thing kind of comes in but we need to learn how to like get past the emotional part and just push through whatever it is so i know say that is a run that's what i think I have run marathons before, but I <laughs> not anytime soon. But I think that you learn so much in the training, is what I have told people, and I have, and that's not a new thing. I know I've heard that from other people too. But it's the saying no to yourself to have that second, you know, scoop of dessert at night because you know that you're going to get up and do a training run. and You don't want to feel like crap, and then it's you know saying no to certain, you know, your you're you have a blister and you want to stop but you push through like there are things I think that we also are living in a culture that is that just prioritizes comfort so much and like nothing ever hurting nothing ever being wrong and I'm not saying like push through the pain but there's something to be said for in like building character and that you've pushed through some hard things you thought you couldn't get one more rep and then you did you thought that and then it carries over to the other things like You don't want to get out of bed when your baby's crying and you're kind of doing the fake, like, oh, I'm kind of getting up to see if your husband gets up. (laughs) I joke about that at the dinner table because it's like, um, we have a three-year-old and a seven-month-old. And the three-year-old, you know, you'll like just be seated, just start eating. Like, can I have some more milk? And then we're like, first pause. May I please have more milk? May I please have more milk? And then... uh I, I blew myself in with this because I did the like half get on my chair to see if like my husband would get up.
0: With a big sigh, right? Like, oh, okay.
1: And he's a good man, so like he'll pop up. His seat is also closer to the kitchen. So it was always like, no, everybody knew I wasn't going anywhere. And I finally blew myself in with that one day. I'm like, you know what? I do that. I'm like half, I mean, joked about it. But anyway, that kind of thing. Like, if you can force yourself to push one more rep, to do one more thing, to Um, say no to your emotions and your, we're all fallen people. So we want to take the easy way out. I think that people think like, oh, that person is just too strong. Like, oh, that person does things I'm not capable of doing. No, we all want to take the easy way out. I'm pretty sure like, I know I do. There's probably a lot of people that appear very, you know, disciplined quote unquote or whatever. And they probably want to take the easy way out a lot. They just get up. Like when people say, I can't believe, you know, um, jacko willing because that and i'm not sure if you're familiar he's a big navy seal and has written books on this and he gets up every single day at 4 30 and yes like sometimes he goes to bed early but other times like he's traveling and stuff and he just still gets up every single day at 4 30 and he's and people have said like well i just can't i don't know how you do that like i can't do that like you can you don't want to i don't want to I don't, <laughs> but for I think we always, yeah, I'm sure if he wrestled with himself and said, Oh, do I want to sleep until seven? I had a rough night. Like he probably would, but he just, you know, yeah, goes for it. So, so it dis-
0: the discipline, the way you're talking about it, um, is what I generally call habits. So I think it's like six of one, half a dozen of another. You're saying discipline by repetition, commitment, just doing the dang thing and habit as I like to talk about it in some of the books that I've read, because, you know, we have to have our sources. um, It's forming the habit, and it's just taking these baby steps on repeat and not letting those go to the wayside until you've formed a habit, until one month has passed, three months has passed, six months has passed, and you look back, and those baby steps have led you to become this person is completely different from the one who was standing in front of the mirror six months ago. And you didn't even do anything astronomical. You didn't like wake up and become the bodybuilder. You didn't wake up and become Jacko Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just were yourself, right. and you were disciplined and you formed habits and you committed and you just kept going. So I, I, I like yeah. what you just said. I can relate to what you just said. And I hope that that's inspiring for our listeners here. Yeah. Awesome. What Always is a your book fun. that you like Ooh. to refer to?
1: I, I'm i a big reader, so I do, and I try not to be a hoarder because I have, I also, I know that we share a commonality in that too, that I'm like an aspiring minimalist, kind of minimalist. But right now I have like two bookshelves and I try to keep it at the two. And I, I'm i a big book giveaway give or two. So I try to do that. But there's so many that I'm like, I might reread that. So that one, oh, is it's on my shelf right in the same room as me. But I actually I have a little pile now that I'm saving for the boys. Like I'm like I'm gonna make this required reading in high school. So <laughs> this is going in this. But ah, um, uh, business side, I kind of like I, the one thing really helped me um, because I tend to be very like oh I have to do all these things like no, shiny
0: object syndrome.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh man. And like you said, just even, it can be overwhelming. That's a whole nother conversation we could have another day. I'm sure we both do with people of like, just decide what you're already going to do that day because when it hits snap time and you're like, I could do this, this, or this, that's overwhelming. But yeah. um, yeah, the one thing was really good. Oh my goodness. Now I'm going to blank on all my books. Yeah. But Jocko Willink, whatever the title is that I can't think of okay, is really good because it's, um, it again, just like, just do it. Just do the hard things. It's not.
0: Do you think those would be good for any of the listeners to listen, to uh, to read?
1: Oh yeah. I think that even, I think that that book even like has so many carryovers as a mom and as a spouse and stuff of Mm -hmm. just, just doing it. Those are the kind of motivations I know I need. And I read because I'm like, yeah, we, again, we're creatures of comfort. We like to take the easy way out. So I don't need more books telling me that I should take care of myself. I need the books that are like, just do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Wake up, yeah. get it done and feel good. Be better. <laughs> I'm, I, I align yes, with that too.
1: I know you were, and, and I, I agree that I think that kind of using those, Oh, grit. That's a really good one by Angela. Oh, Duckworth. Awesome. Um, but that the Gretchen, Gretchen Rubin has written a lot of books about habits and temperaments and why people do the things they do. And it's just helpful it's been helpful. I actually sometimes have clients take the temperament test because it, it tells a lot about how you're motivated to by external and extrinsic stuff. So
0: awesome. Thanks for sharing. Oh sure. <laughs> Love talking <Please>. books. <laughs> so I know, right? So you said um, you know, as a mom and emotions and all of these things. So let's switch into that role here. So sure. I'm a mom is it selfish for me to exercise? Is it necessary, practical, unobtainable, sanity-saving? Can you talk about this a little bit? And one of your thing is, is of course, being a fit mom helps you live your life to the fullest. So I'm opening the doors. Take it away.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Well, firstly, definitely should probably dig into the fit mom thing a little bit. I know that that's just kind of a... A catchy term, but but also I think some people could see it as like a derogatory, just superficial kind of term. I just think that um, why I chose it in the beginning is that we all kind of get that image then of what, I don't know, I do when I think fit mom. I think someone up and playing with their kids actively, like, oh, you're a fit mom, not like a mom that spends hours maybe sculpting her body in the gym. It's not what I mean by that. I just mean a person that can be active with their kids and then, yeah, life to the fullest because that is again, the point, like, why are you fit? Just so you can stare at yourself in the mirror and be like, I am so fit. (laughs) Like this will help so many people that can look at me and think she's so fit. No, it's so that you can, um, it's, it's the effects of physical fitness to just overall answer the whole question. I think it's necessary as a mom because your you, your spouse and your kids all benefit from you being an active in shape person. And that means a lot of different things. It doesn't, there's a big range there. And I think that that is important to remember. And that I tell people when they're starting workouts and things like, I do a lot on rate of perceived exertion, like, okay, was this a one to you on a scale of one to 10? Does this feel like a one or does this feel like a 10? Where are we at? Because when I say jog at a five, guess what? Yeah. Your five is not my five. It's not this person's five. So I think that there's some fluctuation there that there's no like one fit mom, you can be this shape, you can be this weight. I'm talking about the person that can keep up with their kids. That is not, it's almost, so yes, I think it's necessary. I think we'll talk about how it can be practical and obtainable. But I also think that it is necessary almost, it's almost easier to look at in reverse where it, it opens you up. It doesn't limit you. If you were not fit, you have a lot of limitations. Like, okay, your family wants to go for a hike. Maybe you can't because you can't keep up. Or your kids want you to run and chase and play with them, but you can't because you're, you know, over like two seconds in, you need to sit down. Or I have super heavy children. <laughs> this is my seven month old is 22 and a half pounds. Dang. So, <laughs> yes, I did not know Kristen that this was like not normal. I went to my first son's like two month appointment, and they were like, "Is this his six month?" And I thought they were. I was like, "What? Why would you say like?" What? And I wasn't offended, but I'm like, "Is that not normal? Should he not be 15 pounds because he was at his two month?" So anyway, they're born really tiny and they get huge. I don't know. It's it's a apparently our our baby thing, but honestly, people say one of their favorite things to say to me is like, "I don't know how you carry him all day." I'm like, "Well." I can't, I don't have much of a choice here. Like I can't <laughs> wheel the kid around in a stroller all day. Um, I like to hold my child. So, but it's, that is reality. Like I almost don't see it as a, you know, maybe God gave me a, a big baby cause I <laughs> I do strength train. Maybe it gives you what you can handle. But honestly, like if, if when my back is tired at the end of the day and I am holding it properly, and I'm taking it in my core and whatnot, i like what about someone who has a completely untrained muscles, like just throwing this into their low back and jutting their hips forward and 10 years down the line, like how that looks. So I think it's necessary for ourselves, our sanity as a stress reliever to boost endorphins. So the effects of what being a fit mom would be like you are typically, I know I would just be a big ball of stress if I didn't have that outlet. And I think it's a healthy outlet to release it. I think we're always looking for Outlet as moms, too. I know it's like, um, when everybody some people are morning, some people are more nights, but I know I'm even a morning person. But still, at night, I'll feel that desire to just like sit down and put my feet up for a second at the end of the day, either with or without my husband, or whatever, or together we're doing something or we're not. But it's like, we always are looking for that like thing that we can do. So rather than it be you know sit down and pour yourself a drink go i don't know i feel like it's like the 1950s like what moms would like go sneak in the kitchen to have a cigarette like <laughs> <laughs> any of us are doing that anymore hopefully and are not but it's like that idea of we need some kind of outlet so to make it a positive one and instead i think that is where and you probably see that a lot people seek that in food cuz it almost feels like this was a really stressful day i have to turn to something like yeah. so if it can be a, a going for a run or going to lift weights or whatever that can be you know your your sanity outlet right there, but I also think so. I think the benefits of boosting our endorphins, alleviating stress, um, also helping us feel better about our bodies, and this is going to help obviously ourselves and our spouses. I'm sure we're. This is again like a range. I don't think any spouse is going to say, "Oh, they want their spouse to look like this or or whatever." That's probably you know that's another topic if they just. Yeah, right? it's, it's not what I would want at all, but. Um, you know how someone conveys themselves if they feel good about themselves and are confident and especially five years, 10 years, however many years into marriage, it's like you don't want to, you still want to be able to flirt with each other and you're still dating each other and all these things. But if you are exuding, if you don't feel good about yourself, I know even myself, like if I have some off weeks and my prayer life is not on point and I've been like having a ton of junk food and this and that, I just feel crappy and I already project that of like. Oh, like just leave me alone, like standoffish and just kind of, I don't know, in a slump. So when we're exercising, we're moving our body, we're fueling our body with good things. We're exuding that we are, again, the endorphins we're happier and whatnot. And I think that, um, my husband and I do talk about this because I think that one of the biggest issues, one of the biggest obstacles to getting to that, I don't even think if you ask most women, like, wouldn't you want this? Wouldn't you want to be the mom? that has energy, the spouse that has a smile on her face and, you know, feels good about herself and can throw on her clothes and not then stand in the mirror and be annoyed that nothing fits and stuff like, wouldn't you want that? And I think that one of the biggest things they're going to say is, well, I don't have time or I don't know when to work out or this, that. And sometimes I think it really comes down to communication because I know I struggle with this. And I mean, you have a ton going on too, where it's like, we're, we have kids, we are managing our businesses. It's fitting in our own health and things. It can feel like, you know, sometimes when do I have the time? And that's a conversation that, cause I've, that I hear from clients too. And I've talked about with my husband and I'm like, what do you think it is? Like the, why can't, what's the lapse then? How can we get to that? And he's like, I think that it's it, on the part of the woman, a lot of times us not asking, not you know, not whatever, asking permission, but yes, you should clear things with your spouse of like, hey, do you care if I go for a run for 20 minutes? And guess what? There you, if if you weigh the scales, if it's like they're gonna have this happy wife and mom and you, you're for the rest of the day, you're gonna get this spouse that's like loves being around her family and is whatever, versus you never asked it, you never said anything and you just kind of go through the day a little bit resentful or thinking yeah. like, uh, I couldn't like do what I needed to do, but here I am. And I get it because that is, I don't know what the, we think the barrier is. I know I'm like generalizing all women, but I'll say from myself or personal experience here, I will do that where if we are, I maybe overslept my alarm and I didn't work out in the morning and then it's, let's say a Saturday and we're all sitting there playing Legos together or something. And I'm sitting there thinking like, Oh, I never did my workout. And I, Oh, I can't do it at nap time today. Cause I have to make this for that party okay, I guess I'm not working out today. I really wish I could just sneak off and work out right now, but then I'm, I'd leave everybody. And like, I'm doing this inner dialogue where if I just, and then I might sulk until like, you know, whatever, I'm there and I'm present, but not super happy. And then at 6 PM, then I'll finally be like, what is up? I'm like, well, I just didn't work out today. And blah, blah, blah. You know? So like, okay, no, well, let, let me work me... out. <laughs> right. Like no one's going to say like, hey, Brittany, do you want to work out? So and we are, we do try to be good about that for each other because we know it's a priority for each other. If we know, you know, even right now, I, we are recording this in my basement and this is also where our gym is. So I said, honey, do you want to work out in the basement? And I will go do this elsewhere. Um, so we do try to be good about it. But I think everybody, yourself, your husband, your kids, everybody wants that version of the mom. So if you can, I think it's necessary. I think it's sanity saving. I think it can be practical depending on how you look at it, it's not practical to think I can spend an hour a day at the gym. That's not practical for me anyways. Yeah. Um, but, it, but it is practical to say I could spend 20 minutes three times a week. And again, looking at it like that, like, I'm pretty sure if that, if that is a concern, cause I'm saying right here, that is, well, that was a concern for me. That was an obstacle for me. So for any listeners who are thinking that like your husband wants that version of you and everybody wants your kids want that version of you. So if you have to say, can I just dip out for 20 minutes? Like, I'm sure he'll be like, yeah, go for it.
0: You know? Yeah. Okay. So let's unpack <laughs> some of that. Cause you said a lot of things that were really important here. And I want to really highlight some of those, um, points that you made. So you said something about emotional eating as an alternative whenever we don't want to, whenever we don't have that habit of movement and, exercise and just making our bodies get up and move around. And actually one of the strategies that I like to encourage women to take for emotional eating is just get up, change the scenery, walk outside, go to the other room, put the food away, move your body a little bit. So I'm glad you said that. That's been super important. And then um, not asking and not feeling like, we are allowed to have this 20 minutes out of the entire day, or 30 minutes out of the entire day. I think that's something that we should really hold on to because if we don't ask, nobody can read our minds. Nobody cares if we don't get our exercise. It's up to us. We're the ones who have to prioritize it, and we have to put it. In the plan, I don't want to say first right, because right. so many things come first, but it has to be a part of the plan and it needs to be included. Those were the first two things. Huh. Third is that <laughs> you had said, you know, we keep using this time frame of like twenty minutes, and both you and I have said that. I don't know how long you work out. I don't know how long you recommend, and I'll I'll let you share that in just a second. But for me and What I do personally and what I even try to encourage others to do is like, you don't have to sit at the gym like you just said for an hour. You don't even have to go to the gym. You don't have to do anything that doesn't feel natural and normal to you. You just need to get up and move your body and get your heart rate up. You can accomplish that in 10 minutes. You can accomplish that in 15, 20, however short of amount of time you have, you can make it happen. Would you agree with that?
1: Oh, a hundred percent, especially what you just said about, you don't even have to go to the gym or do one form. I've had so many clients who said like, well, what do you think about cardio? And I don't run. I just hate running. Like, okay. I was never going to tell you we had to run. I think we, we develop, yeah, those ideas of, well, this is being a fit mom, or this is being a fit person. Like you have to go to the gym. Like you don't, I haven't gone to the gym in years now. So,
0: (laughs) and I, you know, you could do it wherever. In my community, there's this stroller group literally like moms and strollers and babies and they are intense and it was a hard workout and i was sore and i tried it cuz my friend asked me to go it didn't work for me though because my kid had to sit in the stroller for the entire hour and it was like torture for my little one while i was enjoying it so then it in turn became something that like just caused a bunch of anxiety for me and didn't work I loved the exercise, but it didn't work. And my friend was there and like all these things aligned and I should have been going, should have, I put that in quotes, but I didn't enjoy that setting. And I gave my permission permission to just say no to that and continue doing what I did like. I am one who likes to run. I like to do high intensity interval trainings because dang, I only have 15 minutes, so I'm going to get it done. <laughs> right. So yeah. yeah, doing what you enjoy is super important. And it can look like so many different things. It could be volleyball. You can go in the backyard, play volleyball if that's what you like, go swimming, go walk on the beach. If you're by the ocean, heck, whatever it is.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Finding what's going to, also. I mean, we talked about, you know, making yourself do the hard things, but there's nothing wrong with seeking out something that you enjoy and would look forward to doing so i totally agree those are all good options
0: yeah rise up within what you do like (laughs) yes yeah or you know one of the other strategies is like clean up your living room turn on the music and do a bunch of squats and lunges and you know hop down and pick up your toys and yes
1: i think that one of the big things is I'm big on seasons. Like, I'm like, it's just not that season of life. And like you said, that sounds like an awesome group with the, the strollers. And, and it definitely crossed my mind with the first, with our first son of like, maybe I should start doing, you know, like heading those kinds of things. But even to me, then I'm like, there's got to be such a short window of time for that. Like, oh, a baby wearing, you know, workout class, or then a um, this stroller this that but I'm like how long can I wear my kid for like this will go on for two months and then you know because my children then are 30 pounds at three months <laughs> I can't but it's true like you have to also see what what is practical and what fits of your season of life I think yeah. is
0: and that stroller group there's like 35 women who are like devoted hardcore and I'm like proud of that group that's really cool 100 percent didn't work for me so it you know, you just got to find yeah. where it works for you. So let's move to like your final tips. What would you really want your listeners to just take home to start today? If they can,
1: I think both of us are saying, and what I would definitely say is just, just move that it really comes down to, if you're not moving, try to move. I also, my biggest, um, advice to moms, if you are are being serious about if like this conversation or it's been on your mind and heart, to like I should get in a consistent routine. And you and I have talked both about routines and discipline and habits and things. My biggest thing is A, move and then B, do it in the morning. And that I'm going to give a caveat because I know I said like, oh, different seasons of life. It doesn't fit every single season of life. If you are pregnant or you have a newborn, you're just sleeping when you can and that's fine, whatever. But when, you're, when you can get in a groove, try to do it first thing in the morning because the interruptions that, you know, come at 4 p.m. are not there at 5.30 a.m. So again, it has to fit your life depending on what your kids do. If your kids normally wake up at 7, get up at 6.40 and do that 20-minute workout. I know I keep saying 20 or get up at 6.30 and do your 30-minute workout. It does not have to be being a Navy SEAL and getting up at 4 in the morning, but I think that mornings are so vital for moms because it can set your tone for the day and and just alleviate that whole dance of it being later in the day and having to try to work it in or being frustrated. So, but also being flexible because guess what? There's plenty of times where I had a plan to get up in the morning and a kid was up all night and that's just not prudent for me to now, you know, take away some of that precious sleep and get up and do it. So then, like you said, working in your day. So I think have a plan to move, but then be able to roll with it and kind of have a backup plan if it doesn't go that way. Because like you said, you know, putting on music and doing squats and things around. Yeah, it's always, to me, the the ideal day for me on a day I'm working out, and again, this doesn't have to be every day, would be do it in the morning, get it done. Because your intensity is different than your kids. It is still different if you are pushing yourself and you're at your 9 out of 10 It's not the same thing when you're running around playing soccer with your kids later. (laughs) So I do count it as additional movement of like, yes, the more movement because of everything else, it's good for you to not be sitting all day. And as moms, we have a lot of times where we're just sitting or just standing and it's not our fault. It's just the way it is. You know, you're managing a lot. You're not always like super actively moving. So the more movement, yes, you can build in is cool and shows you know starts instilling that in your kids like movement is good you should be moving we do like exercise song breaks and like making it fun whatever um and then then keep just keeping it short and realistic I'll take take into account your season and how you can move right now in this season
0: perfect so move do it in the morning and account for your season Yes, 100%. Take-home messages, things that we could all apply and start taking action on right now. So, Brittany, this has been awesome. I really thank you for sharing how we can incorporate our faith and spirituality into exercise and make it happen in this season of motherhood. So, where can listeners find you?
1: Oh, well, if you want to. (laughs) I am... Everything's Fit Mom Life to the Fullest. So I do have a podcast that is the Fit Mom Life to the Fullest Fitness and Nutrition Podcast. And then all my handles. I'm mostly on Instagram and it's just Fit Mom Life to the Fullest.
0: Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here today. All right. Thanks for listening to Holy Healthy Mama. If you love the show, please leave me a five-star review. It will help with the show's visibility, initial and long-term success, And it will make my heart happy. All right, friend. Love your babies. Say your prayers. And eat your greens.